now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, we're your host here every week, bringing you news, education, tips, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for ideas for your home, things to do, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Landing Centers, Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. As to myself, other than being your host here every week, I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991, and I've handled over 2,500 transactions in our fair city. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give us, the Whole Home Show team members, a call. We would love to hear from you. We're living in a changing world as we adjust to the realities of COVID-19. Conditions out there aren't just different in the grocery store or hardware store. They're also different in real estate, too. Today, we'll be talking about what it's like to be a buyer out there today in our region. Is it a good time to buy? Are there good deals to be had? What's the outlook on the future? Our guest today, our show sponsor and mortgage broker, Denise Webster, and also buyer agent specialist of the Prime Real Estate Team and my associate partner at Remax Camosun, Angie Hill. We always start with a listener story or question, and if you have one, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. The number is 250-414-6540. Sorry, That's 250-414-6540. Be sure to leave a message. Or you can also find us online, CFAX 1070. Dot com and we'll discuss it on the air. When you're visiting the CFAX 1070 website, look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. By the way, all of our team sponsor uh, information is there. So if you need to contact a mortgage broker, home inspector, house insurance, or a legal uh, our, our legal team, all their information is there. Instead of going with our question uh, this week, we want to dig right into it because we've got so much to talk about. Uh, we are, of course, still in self-isolation, so we're still not in the studio. We are actually recording from our uh, own locations uh, online here, and we have with us, of course, uh, Denise. Hello, Denise. Hello, Tony. Hello, Angie. Hi. Angie's here with us, too. Um, so much to talk about today. Uh, here's where I want to begin. I want to begin with Angie, because one of the uh, things that's coming up right now is there's a relaxation right now of uh, COVID protocols. Uh, of course, you know, we're on phase two, things are starting to open up. Uh, I, I feel people are generally pretty happy that businesses are start. you know, we're going to start seeing coffee shops open and all that kind of stuff. Um, how are you feeling it out there? Because you're the person that works with buyers. So you're driving, you know, you're, you are making appointments, driving people around. Uh, it, it was tough. It's been tough for the past few weeks. What's it like right now? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I think that uh, tough is a great word because it wasn't it wasn't stopping business. It just made it a little longer. Uh, the procedures were, you know, everybody honoring them. It was great. Uh, there were some hoops to jump through. Yeah, a lot of hoops. And, yeah. you know, no one ever minded signing extra forms, making sure you wear a mask and gloves. Um, you know, you felt it this week, though, for sure. Buyers are... Uh, definitely out there really searching um, the webs, noticing that, you know, not a lot of inventories out there. So the inventory that is out there is selling fast. 
and mm-hmm. is, you know, people are getting in and, and viewing them. Um, but I noticed that people uh, do feel that since things are lightening up with restrictions, they want to get out there to see properties. And, you know, uh, our practice is still, you have to be safe. And how qualified are you? If you're not ready to buy, let's not jump in and um, see a property right now. Well, you know, uh, we sort of talked about this weeks ago. The, 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 the one thing that we can be thankful about, about COVID-19, and, you know, there's not a lot of thankful things because it hasn't been great, right? But one of the things that has come out of this is for real estate, what it really did is it took away anyone who was a looky-loo or a tire kicker because you shouldn't be out, right? You should be thinking about your own health and you should also be thinking about the health of the people who are in the house, right? That's um, correct, you know? So so my concern right now, because where we're at, again, with relaxation, is it? I, I, I feel, and you just said it, I feel like people are kind of, you know, they're starting to look maybe when they aren't really ready. Aren't really ready. I, I did notice that, you know, this week getting phone calls of, oh, you know, restrictions are lifted. We can just go. And I said, no, let's still have that conversation. Have you sold your property, you know, mm-hmm. back East? Are you actually prepared to write a contract that mm-hmm. states that you are ready, willing, able to remove all conditions in the normal, timely manner? If you're not, then don't look. You know, and having that conversation um, is difficult because people do feel, well, COVID's over. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. Okay. So, you know, a great example is uh, the little house that we sold on, uh, that our team sold on Mayfair uh, a couple Somerset. of days ago. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. On Somerset, right? So we, mm-hmm. well, I listed it on Saturday. It sold on Monday because we held off mm-hmm. multiple offers. We had four offers, right? Um, there were three realtors that said to me, my people really like that house and they want to make an offer. Would your seller consider looking at something that is subject to the sale of a home? Right. And I, and I said, hold on a second. Like, first of all, you already know that it's a multiple offer bidding situation. You're going to be competing with people that don't have that hindrance. But on the other hand too, like, what are we doing? Why are we, why are we out there? You know, Um, I, I don't know. I just, I have some personal issues with this. Yeah, it definitely is, you know, having those conversations of, you know, yes, you like the house. Yes, you want to move, but you're not ready and you're putting other people uh, that need a home um, on the back burner when you're doing stuff like that, as well as, you know, putting people at risk that don't need to be. Uh, Whether you're, you know, you don't have any signs of COVID, uh, we know that protocols are important because you could be carrying it without having signs. So, you know, having those people, uh, you know, glove up and mask up, but behind the scenes, we have to do our job and make sure that they are qualified. No tire kickers, as you call them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, you know, hey, I, I think one of the other issues too is that let's face it, BC is doing really well. Like we, as far as cases and as far as health, I just, I was just on the phone with friends in Ontario. Things are a very different story. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, you know, this doesn't mean that we're out of the, we're out of the woods. Yeah. We, uh, we tell our sellers to leave all the lights on, to open all the blinds, to minimize people having to touch anything. Right. We have gloves at the, uh, disposable gloves. We have, uh, um, mask but people should be bringing their own uh and of course hand sanitizer is important uh you angie mentioned forms a moment ago we get realtors uh or buyers to sign a form in advance 
that says that they haven't traveled internationally in the last 14 days and that they don't have they don't exhibit um, uh, any uh, symptoms of COVID nor have they been near so I mean I, we're not as a team we're not planning on stopping this like we've got to continue doing what we're going to do to keep people safe right Correct. You know, and, and, you know, we, we have longtime clients that are in, uh, you know, in a situation where they want to move and, but is now the time? Well, it depends. Do you have to move? Are you yeah. ready? You know, things are lightening up and opening up and we can feel the markets pick up a bit. Um, but it'll be interesting to see this week what restrictions are lifted in our industry a little bit. I don't think they should be lifted. I think that we still need yeah. to carry on these protocols and, and sure, maybe more listings will come on because people feel that our precautions are um, met. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, you know, um, something that I notice on posts on uh, the Facebook posts in the past couple mm -hmm. of days is realtors are wondering if, if actual open houses are OK to start conducting again. Yeah. And the general response has been, remember, the Real Estate Council of British Columbia sent out the, um, uh, the missive early on COVID saying that open houses, phys physical distancing, all these things uh, are important. So they strongly recommended no more in-person open houses. Mm -hmm. And they have not changed that yet. So I think we're going to see agents doing uh, opens. Um, it's not against our law. But it still hasn't been lifted as far as a recommendation is concerned, right? Yeah, that's right. But you know what? Our live open houses are yeah. well attended. They are yeah. probably more attended more virtually than they would in person. Uh, so virtual open houses are great and people are still looking. You know, I've had longtime clients call me and say, oh, I've been through the, the 3D uh, walkthrough. I've looked at the floor plans. Um, it's not a great house for us. We won't need to see it or vice yeah. versa. Right? Self-qualify. Self Absolutely. Exactly. Hey, listen, we, we got we got to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to get Denise Webster uh, on the line as well, too. But I want to talk a little bit more about virtual open houses, but we'll get there. Talking with Angie Hill, uh, associate uh, partner at the Prime Real Estate Team and buyer specialist. We're going to have Denise Webster, our mortgage um, hotshot with us in just a moment. We need to take a break. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, and thanks for coming back. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking today about buying property in COVID-19 times. Just having a chat with Angie Hill, who is the associate, associate partner and buyer specialist of the Prime Real Estate Team. That's our team at REMAX Camosun. We also have with us on the line Denise Webster. She is a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Hi, Denise. Hi, Tony. Uh, okay, so we've been talking about things that are going on out there. First question I want to ask you is, because uh, you had mentioned this before, I don't know if the story is still the same, you were doing more pre-approvals uh, recently, right? Yes, they definitely picked up. Okay, so tell us what that means in the grand scheme of things. Uh, well, I would say that the buyers are feeling a little bit less pressure and feeling like they do want to get out there. Um, so, uh, and um, I would say I'm kind of 50-50. I have um, pre-approvals that really just kind of want to know where they're at. I don't think they're going to actively get out there and look. They're going to peruse uh, the listings online, mm -hmm. um, but not desperate to buy at all. Really just getting their ducks in a row and, and rightfully so. Sometimes it does make sense to wait six months just depending on their savings or, or credit or whatnot. Hey, you know what? 
that's a smart consumer because they got to get in touch with you first. I always praise them. I'm like, this is the right procedure. This is yeah. where you start. Don't, don't waste anybody's time by actually going and looking at a house if you haven't done all this work. And, and honestly, some of the best decisions can be that, you know what, you're in a much better position, stronger purchase power in six months, just save a little bit more. So, um, and I do have some people that will say, oh no, we're not quite ready. Don't pull our credit. Um, we're just kind of in the early stages. I'm like, exactly, this is the early stage because I want you to know what, the, um, what your purchase power is and then plan for that. And if you don't do the pre-approval, you're really just guessing at things and you could be wasting somebody's time like Angie, just like, why would you go and look at a house when you're really not in a position to make an offer? Um, and then oh, actually, Denise, hold that thought. Angie, you have you've bumped into situations where you've shown a house and there's an offer on it. And then all of a sudden you get a call back from the realtor saying, oh, the deal collapsed because the, the first buyer couldn't get financing. Oh, quite a bit lately. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so that's an example of a buyer that had, didn't call Denise first, didn't have their mortgage uh, ducks in a row first, and they went ahead and this is not a good thing for the seller. No, it's very stressful for the seller. But I have to say, as a buyer's agent, it was nice. Yeah, it's a <laughs> second chance, right? Ill will on anyone, never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But getting that call and like, oh, really? You oh, yeah. know, thank you. you. Have a homeless person that really needs to buy. So, mm -hmm. you know, but yes, that due diligence beforehand is super important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Denise, remind listeners here, this is not a painful experience. When they call you up, like I actually, this is one of the reasons why all of our clients enjoy working with you is because it's not like dressing up and going to the bank, which you can't do right now anyways, no. right? Um, but it's an easy conversation, right? It really is. And, and it starts, I can do so much in that first phone call and really just, I just kind of run some really rough numbers and, and find out, hey, you know what? This is worth diving into. You guys are, you know, the, the income sounds really good, not carrying much debt. By the sounds of it, what you're telling me, I think your credit score is going to be strong. Those are questions I just verbally start with. And then I start plugging numbers in and then I kind of say, you know what, this is worth it. I really do want you to start sending me your documents, send me your income documents. I'm going to do a full application. I am going to pull your credit because we don't want any surprises. There's no way I would send anybody out there with a pre-approval without looking at their credit because I've run into surprises and, and the client has been surprised about what's been on their uh, credit as well. So, well, uh, you know, I've got to say, this is, again, this is just tooting your horn as, as we do all the time. Um, so that client of Angie's and mine, who you recently uh, helped out, um, she told me that in her first phone call with you, you, you figured out more in five minutes than the weeks that she had been dealing with her uh, prior mortgage broker. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, I, I say it's personal. It is going to get personal. I'm going to ask you some questions and, and we have to dive into some things. And especially if there has been, um, you know, not in this case, but, you know, if there has been any kind of bloop in um, history of credit or just something that has gone wrong, you first have to find out why did it go wrong because you're going to dive deeper and really, you know, and get asked those right questions and then find a solution. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's an it's an easy process. People don't need to be afraid. Um, and yeah. I, I can do it on a phone call. And then when I say, okay, it's real, let's let's get some documents. And and my goodness, the the pre approval process right now online is it's kind of fun. I'm doing the Zoom calls, and I can share um, my pre approval spreadsheet, 
and they actually walk through it right with me. They follow my mouse and, and the calculations and, yeah. and it, it, it's black and white. It, you know, it works or it doesn't. Yeah. And you've been recording them too, so that they can watch it. They can go back and forth and, cause you know, sometimes people lose, they miss information the first time around. Yeah. And, so and, watch the video again. You'll see your spreadsheet. Yeah. You'll see your pre-approval. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's a okay. great way to do it. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, yeah, I was, it's kind of like, wow, it took me this awful pandemic to realize that this is a great solution well, because it's, it, nobody's driving, they're saving their driving time to come to an appointment. So yeah. I hope there'll still be uh, buyers in the future that come and visit me at my office. I do love that part yeah. of it, but um, if it means that it's a productive meeting and they've limited on time, well, my gosh, we're going to do a zoom call and get it done like that. Yeah. Again, there's the, the odd thing to be thankful for, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Angie, when you're showing houses right now, uh, obviously houses that aren't ours, so you're showing other realtors' houses? Yes. How have they been doing with COVID precautions and all that? uh, Yeah, that's a a great question because it's very different. Every every listing um, I've gone to, there's a slightly different uh, protocol. Um, uh, You know, obviously the form to uh, get to the listing realtor before we enter the house, super important. We have to declare that, like we discussed, that you're COVID uh, symptom free, that you haven't traveled outside the country, um, things like that. And that, you know, that's a a big one, especially when you're showing, you know, quite a few properties to an out of town buyer. Yeah, you've got got to fill out a lot of forms. Hey, you know what? I mean, somebody asked a little while ago, well, how do you know if your buyer, you know, uh, hasn't traveled and is symptom free and all this kind of stuff? And the thing is, as agents, we should know our clients. Like if we're Facebook friends with them or social media friends, we know where they've been in the last 14 days. You know, we know if they're having, you know, any issues or whatever. Um, we should know. Exactly. Right? Yes. You can there's also a lot of, there's a lot of trust involved as well. You are asking those questions and you have to ask, trust yeah. they're answering them um, truthfully. Yeah. Which is which, by the way, is the reason why uh, an actual client. So one of our clients is a very different proposition than some stranger that comes in off an open house or something. Well, yeah. We don't know them. We don't know their backstory. We don't know their situation. Uh, we can't vet them. Right. That's right. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. you know, we know someone, then we know them. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the protocols are, are very interesting listing to listing. We have some where the listing realtor is there. Mm-hmm. And he will, he or she have opened and closed the cupboard doors, the doors, the light switches, everything, and kind of takes you on a tour, but your hands are in your pocket, right? So you kind of feel like a five-year-old, you know, you can't touch anything. <laughs> yeah. um, other times um, when, you know, I I will be like Vanna White and open everything up for, for our clients. In gloves, of course. Yeah. Yes, with yeah. my gloves and my mask. And, yeah. um, and sometimes clients just don't want you put their hand in their pocket with their gloves on, but they don't feel they want to touch anything. Um, as well, uh, other times, um, some rooms you're not allowed in. Mm. It's interesting, you know, and I, I don't know why. And it, um, they just feel that some, you know, maybe that child or that that teenager. Yeah. Or elderly like, person or whatever. Living yeah. in that bedroom, you know, is about uh, immune compromised of some kind. Um, okay. I've had that happen, which, you know, uh, we all wear masks. We all wear gloves. Um, but, you know, the thing is, p- people understand this now. I mean, b- before COVID, if you ask these things, they'd be like, what are, you, what are you talking about? You know, and I mean, it all it all makes sense, right? It sure does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's 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 really interesting now. We could ask questions of people that we could not before. Yeah. Um, and I have had people call on our listings saying, I want to see it. I don't have an agent. Uh, and I've got to put them through the ringer, right? Because I don't know you. I don't know your backstory. I don't know if you've traveled. I don't. And even if you said you didn't, I, my, my, my trust level is low. Mm-hmm. Right. Calling off a listing and, and yeah, you're not going to put. Your no, find your own agent, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have with us today, uh, Angie Hill from the prime real estate team, our buyer specialist. Also Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers, Modern, Modern Mortgage Group, talking about buying homes in COVID-19 times. We've got to take another break. When, we, when, it come, when we come back, we're going to dig even deeper about what you can expect or what your family can expect if they're thinking of buying or selling right now. Back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, and thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, and I am here with you every week to talk about all things real estate. Of course, our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellez, insurance advisor with Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections for your home inspection, Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. You know, before we start the segment here, uh, I want to, again, call out to all of our frontline workers and healthcare workers who do so much work for us. You're, we're all out. My kids are out 7 o'clock every night banging on those pots and pans. Uh, we thank you for everything uh, you guys do. So uh, thank you. Thank you from all of us. We're talking today about home buying under COVID-19 times. We have with us Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group and Angie Hill from the Prime Real Estate Team. We're talking about what's going on out there. Uh, Denise, there are some mortgage changes afoot or planned or there's been conversation. What's going on? Well, absolutely. Yeah, talk right now. Nothing is solid at all. Um, And way back when there was originally um, um, a little bit of uh, down down play on the stress test. We were going to see some relief on that. And that was immediately kind of put on the back burner when um, everything was announced with COVID-19 early March. Um, so, yeah, because what that was going to do was it was a recalculation. So it would have loosened up some loosened affordability up. That's for people. That's the word I was looking for. Absolutely. So it was not big, a lot, but a little, a little bit, every yeah. little bit helps. So yeah, it, it, you know, qualifying at just a little bit of a lower stress test rate. Um, and then of course there was some, some chitter chatter about, uh, you know, uh, strictening up the rules again and, and possibly having a 10% down payment requirement. Um, you know, this, that one gets thrown around quite a bit and absolutely nothing concrete yet and never say never, but, uh, absolutely nothing happening right now. And that was actually on a zoom call this morning. I did, uh, pay close attention to that one and, and no, there's absolutely nothing coming down the pipeline immediately to make things look even harder. By the way, remembering that we are pre-recording these episodes now because we're doing them in self-isolation. So right. by the time, by the time our listeners hear this on Saturday, something might've been announced, who knows? Right. Um, but, um, but there's a lot of conversation because where are we at right now with interest rates? Like we're still, it's still a very attractive time to buy, right? They are still coming down. Yeah. And I think we're going to be in a low interest rate environment for quite some time. Um, Our fixed rates uh, originally kind of, I wouldn't say spiked, but they went up in early March. Um, And that. Well, yeah, but you know, going up is like going up how many uh, points as opposed to anything major, right? I know. So, 
Yeah, we saw the fixed rates increase in the middle of March. And then of course, what was drastically happening was the overnight lending rate was coming down. That's your prime floating rate, anybody in a variable rate mortgage. And you know, in the month of March, we had three half a percent drops. So to be in a variable rate mortgage right now is very attractive. We've got lots of clients in well under 2% on their mortgage because that prime rate is now sitting at 2.45 and they have discounts off of their variable rate. So uh, they're reaping the rewards of taking that chance. On yeah. So, so really what that means is their payment is the same, but more money is going towards their principal every month, right? Yes and no. There's two. There's a variable rate and okay. there's an adjustable rate. They they sound like the same thing, but uh, an adjustable rate will actually just um, uh, change the payment. So if if you had a fix or you had your payment, it will actually have dropped. Okay. So it's really important for people to go back to their lender and say, we were comfortable with that higher payment. We want to increase our payment again. So the adjustable will change. A variable rate will adjust the difference of the payment between principal and interest. Yeah. Yeah. So really important to know your mortgage. And if you saw your payment drop, um, maybe that's really good timing for you right now with what's going on in your life. But if you are still working and you were managing your payments well, no better time than to take that payment back up. Now you're really attacking that principal balance in the lowest possible rate you could be in. Yeah, actually, while we're at it, because we're talking about this this topic, um, how about this whole mortgage deferral uh, situation? Because I know you had a lot of people asking questions about that oh, yeah, when it was I mean first announced, right? It was, um, uh, our lenders and banks did a phenomenal job. Uh, I was uh, receiving updates that some lenders were receiving 20,000 phone calls a day. Uh, the, they were absolutely overloaded um, and they put great measures in place to get back to all these clients that needed to defer their payments. And some were just being automatically approved. There was no vetting at all. They just accepted the application to defer for six months and their payments were deferred. They've also been very good to ensure us that they've been um, in good communication with Equifax and TransUnion and that these deferments should never affect their credit scores. Um, and it really is a, a wonderful option to take, especially if you had lost some of your income. Um, if even if you knew your spending um, was going to get was your budget was going to get really tight. The deferred mortgage payment is a great option. It's the lowest interest rate you'll ever get on, on borrowing money because really what happens is that payment goes on hold for however, two to six months. I think six months was the maximum. Yeah. And, and really, if you can um, take those payments that you're not paying now and you actually lowered your debt, maybe. So you you paid off- Pay, pay, high, pay your higher interest uh, loans, like your credit cards. Absolutely, or, or yeah. you were able to just save and you, you know, we're not spending a lot of money right now. So it, it really was a great option. It should not have a big effect when it comes back into repayment. You know, it's your payments may increase. It's gonna be amortized over the remaining term and amortization. There should not be a big shock payment when you go back into repayment. Um, but another really great thing to note is that, you know, six months makes a habit. They say that 66 days creates okay. a habit yeah. and you sure want to know that you didn't create a bad habit by having that extra money from deferring. Yeah. Because if you started spending that money elsewhere, yeah. then yes, you are going to have a shock when your, your mortgage comes back into your Yeah, That's not extra beer money. That's not extra wine no, money. It is not. So I'd love no. to believe that most people were really smart about it. They were using those funds effectively paying down debt, um, you know, subsidizing their lost income. Uh, and, and yeah, it was a great option. I'm really impressed by our banks and lenders. 
Well, people really need to know everything though, too, because it's not free money. And it does, like you said, it adds to the amortization. And in some ways there's interest over interest, right? Very small. Yeah. I mean, your, your interest rates are um, for the, for the average interest rate on a mortgage right now, 3%, you know, 3% six months of interest. I've read of some cases where what consumers have done, even if they didn't need it, they took that deferral and they are disciplined and they're saving the money and they are making those payments. Just like you said, you know, the high interest credit cards to them, it was kind of like a refinance without having to go through the process of appraisal, legal fees, uh, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. You know, and in the early stages, kind of the message, this sounds, you know, uh, some kind of comparable, but we were saying, do not take the deferment if you do not need it. Do yeah. not park in the handicapped parking spot if you're yeah. not needing it. Well, because at the, at the time, there was 20,000 calls a day, right? That's what that message really was kind yeah. of directed at. But, you know, for the, if you were doing it for the right reasons and you were saving the money and, like you just said, almost like a refinance, there was nothing wrong with that. It, you know, you just didn't want somebody understanding it incorrectly thinking that, you know, there's going to be absolutely no change in their mortgage payment and then to be spending that money elsewhere unsophisticatedly uh, and yeah. and then feeling that shock when payment comes back into play. Yeah. Hoarding money. It's like gathering nuts for the winter, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, question for you, Denise, though. So when you defer a payment, say five months, six months, is it due in six months or do they tack it on to the, to the back end of your mortgage? So think about your payment is in a simple, so say your mortgage payment is $1,000 a month. Yeah. 500 is going to principal, 500 is going to interest. Your 500 principal stops. So your mortgage principal balance is not coming down for six months and that 500 interest is being added to the principal. So yes, your principal balance is gonna go up by $3,000 in six yeah. months, big deal. Yeah. And then there's gonna be a little bit of interest on that interest at 3%. And then they will take that new principal balance, re-amortize it, and create the new payment. So in that scenario, $3,000 added to your mortgage is going to be nothing. You might might see a $5 interest uh, increase in your mortgage payment. It's so helpful now when people are losing wages and you know, losing jobs. It's that's a great product. Yeah, I've had a few people you know, asked me about it. And I said, call Denise. I don't know, but I, I like the clarity of that just so I have a, an understanding as well. Yeah. That's great. Help me out as well too. Hey, uh, as always, Denise, people need to reach you. What's the best way to do that? Well, call me directly, uh, 250-889-4743. Uh, you can send me an email as well. Denise at denisewebster.com. Denisewebster.com. You know, I got to tell the listeners here, we know Denise is busy. She's never too busy to help you. And the same goes with us, with myself and with Angie and Kyle. You know, you may think that we're busy agents and we are, but we're here for your calls. So call us. We would love to talk to you. Uh, We're we're going to take a... Sorry, Sorry. one quick thing. I love it when somebody calls me and they said they heard me on CFAX. It's a really, really nice thing to hear. So don't ever hesitate to call. A part of the CFAX family. All right. Need to take our last break for uh, for the day. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Thanks for coming back. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're having a conversation today about buying real estate under COVID-19 times. We have with us Angie Hill. She is an associate partner and the buyer specialist on the prime real estate team at Remax Camosun. Uh, that's part of our team. We work together. Also, we have Denise Webster, who is our show partner and also um, a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. 
we've been talking about what's going on out there and uh, the process and how it's looking like for people when they're thinking of buying because people are still buying it. They are still buying homes and our sales for the month of April uh, ended up at uh, it was two, almost 300 sales. Now, that's not a lot because of the fact that it's normally closer to 700, 300 to 700. Yeah, the news said that we're down 58%, which we were. But you got to think about it this way. There was 300 properties that changed hands last month in tiny little Victoria. That is amazing under these circumstances right now because I keep on asking the question, who the heck is buying real estate uh, under COVID-19 uh, conditions? And yet people are. And you know why? It's because people need to move. They either sold or uh, they need to buy for whatever reason. Uh, Angie, you know, I can't help but think that with self-isolation, especially people that are locked up with their kids, I think we're going to get a lot of people thinking they need more house after this. More space. I agree. I've already had a couple phone calls about that. You know, like we've realized we don't have enough yards. (laughs) We don't have enough bathrooms and you know, it's, it's interesting or they're like, wow, I cook a lot now and they're enjoying it. So they need a bigger kitchen. So yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Everyone's talking about it. And then of course, you know, there's people talking about, you know, in nine months, we're going to need another room for the newborn, right? The COVID baby. The COVID baby. And then there's the, uh, on the other side, there's always the joke about, well, you know, there's, there might be some split up. So, you know, people you need to sell and buy, you know, you sell one house, you buy two, there you go. Right. (laughs) So uh, very interesting time. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to bring up as an example. So we have a client, by the way, she listens to this show. Um, I know because she's getting acquainted with Victoria. Uh, so she's probably hearing it here. We're not going to mention her name, but she knows who she is. She's coming from Toronto. Right. Um, and I think she is a classic example of why Victoria remains a busy place. Mm-hmm. So now remind us, why is she moving here? To be closer to family, you know, yeah. her her family is on this coast, not yeah. where she is. And time time zone change. And, you know, she's a senior and lovely lady. And yeah. she just misses her family. To, and she wants to be in the same time zone as her family. Same and, time zone instead of three hours. Yeah. 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 And it's hard, especially even now, because, you know, she can't be near them, but she wants to talk to them on the phone. And she says, if we're going to be in lockdown again, who knows? Yes. I just want to be on the same time zone. And, and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, she loves, uh, she loves this town, the beauty. We yeah. talk about lacking snow. Um, okay. I feel that a lot because, because I have noticed, you know, the multiple offers that we had on Sparrowhawk and on yeah. Somerset, I have noticed that some of the buyers who made bids are Vancouver buyers. Wow. So my, my theory, I feel that uh, people are thinking that as a result of self-isolation, maybe the whole hustle and bustle of living in Metropolis, Toronto, or Vancouver is losing its appeal. And if people can manage to survive by, you know, isolation or living differently than they were previously, that maybe a place like Victoria is not a bad idea. Don't tell everybody. <laughs> I can, you are little- it's too late. They already know, right? We're born and raised here, you three. Well, the three of us. That's yeah, right. We are. Yes. yes. We're rare. We are we're- rare breeds. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but um, like I said, I mean, if people are having this idea yeah. of, of going to a, a smaller, quieter place, 
Um, they they may not choose Winnipeg. You know me, I always bring up Winnipeg, right? Um, they'll want to come to Victoria, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, when she came to to have, because she came to have a look at houses, uh, Ange, yeah. and she had not traveled internationally, so you know, uh, we had the conversation about uh, health and all that kind of stuff. And the protocol, she had to rent her own car. I could not drive. Yeah. With- so that's another yeah. one that I want to talk about. So yeah. this is something else that's coming up, right? Yeah. For sure. And, you know, I have to say in in all the years of real estate, the last six years, people are more inclined to drive by themselves anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not because I drive a mini. Um, It's It's a four door, though. You got a four door. Right. A four door, full size, whatever. But I always drove SUVs and people stopped coming in my car and it wasn't my driving. Um, They just wanted to feel the neighborhood, do the driving themselves. But it was interesting because out-of-town buyers, which we get a lot, Tony, um, I pick them up at the airport, the ferry terminal. They drive with me. It's an experience. I'm tour guide and realtor, showing them the ins and outs. And it was very different this time because I provided her with the maps or the, you know, the layout. And, but I, couldn't drive her past you know what my favorite spots or you will love this or that and it was different I mean she navigated beautifully and she did her own little tours too but um that was a different uh you know experience with an out-of-town buyer for sure yeah such a nice way for the buyer to get to know you Angie so yeah, yeah that would feel very different not being able to do that yeah. yeah, it was. And then, of course, our masks are on and our uh, yeah. gloves. So you're like, hi, yeah, this is great. But there's but there's other things, too. I mean, my first meeting with, with her and the family was by yeah. Zoom, right? By Zoom. Yeah, and so it's a nice way to, to meet and visit. And by the way, to our listeners, um, you probably know, I've been uh, recording the videos of all of our uh, isolation episodes of CFAX here. So uh, you can see us by visiting uh, the Prime Real Estate Team's Facebook page or our YouTube channel. Uh, all of our episodes are, are posted there. But being able to see somebody face-to-face, you know, is a really nice thing, right? It is, yeah, for sure. You can, you know, it's more personable and also sometimes out of town buyers you talk to them on the phone you don't know what they look like when they come in i mean you, you can look on facebook or if they're if they're let if their signature has a photo that's great but now it's really nice because it's like you already feel like you met them yeah. uh, doing these zoom conversations i'm like you denise i think i might continue on using this as a tool because uh it's more personable than a phone call Yeah, 100%, 100%. And, and, you know, our market continues to move along. If ever there's been a time that demonstrates the majority of our sales originate from within Victoria, now is the time because the border's closed. We don't have Americans coming up. There aren't flights coming in from China. We don't have, like, that foreign influence, and yet we still have people that are buying. How much more proof do people need to know that you know, the majority of uh, Victoria sales are Victorians or lower mainlanders, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Still a lovely place to be. Um, how now, Angie? Uh, one of the big questions right now is inventory. I think you sort of yeah. touched on it a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. We're slim right now, right? So there's not yeah, a lot I'm of really stuff out there. Slim. You know, and and people say, you know, it's the spring market. Well, with COVID, there is no spring market. Um, but you know, I this week alone. I don't know about you, but it just feels a little amped up. So I'm anticipating some more uh, inventory popping up, which I'm very excited for. But it is very hard, especially this one lady that came in to buy uh, at a town buyer. 
flew in. She was an ex-nurse. She did every protocol proper. She has to buy. And there was three properties to show her. Yeah. And it's, you know, it was, it was hard. Um, typically this time of year, I would have had 12 to show, you know, properties yeah. to show her. So, um, and she did obviously all the, the uh, floor plans and virtual tours beforehand. Um, but even then they're still just, it was slim picking. So slim pickings for sure, which is definitely not a buyer's market. Yeah. So that's a call out for anyone who's thinking of selling you might want to think about getting out there right now. Give us a call. We'd be happy to talk to you about what you could expect and about, uh, you know, dealing with uh, your house for sale under COVID times. Mm -hmm. uh, the one warning I will put out there, though, is um, let's be very conscious about the elderly, people who are um, highest at risk. I think that's the area that we are most yeah. concerned about. If you don't need to sell, don't sell. We don't want to be responsible for uh, for what could possibly right. happen there, right? Yeah, so important. Um Denise, any thoughts about how things are going to be looking in days moving forward here? Because you see, the thing is, you usually have a pretty good uh, foresight about things because buyers are coming to you first. Mm -hmm. um, I, it it kind of did feel like in the last two weeks that the spring market was kind of the spring market was coming back, um, and and I feel very very blessed that for the most part, um, a lot of my existing clients and the, my new clients have not lost their jobs. They are in a good position to buy. Um, and it is like Angie said, for most cases, it is realizing they need something a little bit bigger. They do want outdoor space. I've got uh, three pre-approvals right now of people that are having babies and realize they need more space. Um, so Not COVID babies, just baby. Just baby. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Poor things are going to be labeled the rest yeah. of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're one of those. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely do get a feel that when those pre-approvals and those inquiries start to ramp up, we definitely have a lot more buyers out there, but yeah, we need that inventory. Um, and that kind of brings a, you know, you started this uh, episode with, you know, talking about that offer with a subject to sale. Uh, you know, you've kind of really got to get organized and it might mean a pretty uncomfortable scenario of selling your house, not having a purchase ready. Um, and you need a backup plan. You might need to have family where you can go and stay or, uh, you know, it's a little different couch surfing nowadays. Uh, but Well, uh, but there, there is one upside right now, though, because, you know, before, if they sold their house, they had no place to go because it was a tough rental market. Yes. Right now, yes, there's sure. a lot of available Airbnb properties that could be rented out on a monthly basis, right? Yeah, completely. And and, you know, the biggest issue we run into as the broker with those scenarios of, you know, we really have to advise a client, like you are not in a position to make an offer if you don't know for sure your, your source of your down payment. It's all tied up in equity. Um, so for me, I've got to make that, um, that calculation. So worst case scenario, you don't sell. Can you manage two mortgage payments? And could what it can, can you actually turn this one property into a revenue property? What if it is a condo that's got no rentals? you're really hooped. You, you really just have to sell before you think about buying because I can't even, you could, even if you could afford it, that's not a rentable property. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other, you know, um, brick wall we can run into is if you want to prepare those two approvals. So here's your purchase or your approval that you've sold your house. We're just going to assume you're sold. We know how much estimate of the down payment you're going to have sale proceeds. Here's your approval based on this potential sale. Well, the backup plan is also to make sure you can afford both properties. 
But what happens when you send that uh, mortgage application to a lender that says they're going to turn this property into rental and they're buying this new property and the then, lender searches MLS and they yeah. see their property is listed for sale? Uh, yeah. It's a really tough situation and it puts a broker in a very tough situation because we have to prepare for the worst. But we really are kind of saying to the lender, well, yeah, they're trying to sell it, but what if they don't? We want this approval. Yeah. So the bottom line is there are things to know and really uh, anyone who's thinking of this must speak to an expert, speak to us, speak to Denise, get all of their ducks in a row. That's the only way to do it. We've got to end our show. We've got so much great content today. Uh, Denise Webster, people need to reach you. Please call me directly at 250-889-4743 or send me an email and you can text that number as well. Or send me an email, denise at denisewebster.com. And you can reach Angie or I at the Prime Real Estate Team. It's primeteam.ca or info at primeteam.ca. Thanks for coming, Angie. Thank you for having me. And thanks, Denise. Uh, and to our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.